not saved by the plan of salvation. We're saved by the man of salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is our savior, not our probation officer. Grace has freed us, not put us on probation. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard. Glad you're with us today as we're going to wrap up our look at Hebrews chapter 4 and our message, Who Do You Serve? You know, as Pastor Ford pointed out just a moment ago, we are saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not saved by anything that we have done. In fact, we're not even saved by praying a prayer. I know for some of us, we may hear that and say, no, I was saved when I prayed the prayer. Yeah, yeah, that was an act that you did, but it was Jesus himself who did the saving because of who he is and what he has done by being the atonement for sin. It is he who saves. And so we, in light of that, can live in grace. We know that uh, God does care about how we then live, but that has nothing to do with whether or not we are saved or we're going to spend our eternity in heaven. That is simply a maturing of our faith. We do good works then after salvation, not to earn favor with God, but out of delight and love for him. Because as we were talking about uh, just days ago in our broadcast, we become new creations when we begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. And as such, he gives us new desires. He gives us the desire to serve him, to love him, to be obedient to what he has called us to do. Not out of duty, but out of delight. And as we're going to see today, when we know that, when we recognize that, and when we live in the grace of that, we are going to trust Jesus, to talk with him, to spend time in his word, to tell others about him, and to give to support his work. Again, not out of duty, but out of delight. If you can, open your Bible, join us in Hebrews chapter 4 as we wrap up our message, Who Do You Serve? Here is Pastor Ford. I I say it all the time. Come on, say it with me. The Son of God became the Son of Man, that the sons of men may become the sons of God. Hallelujah. See, get this. Get this. Let me work with this just a little bit. See, what that means is this. In eternity, Jesus lay in the bosom of a father without a mother. But in time, he lay in the bosom of a mother without a father. So then Jesus Christ is the only one that was born as old as his father and older than his mother. As a matter of fact, he's the only child who created his own mama. Now think about this, think about this. Think about this. The baby in the manger in Matthew 1 is the creator God in Genesis 1. Man. And so you look at this God man. It is, here's what I like to say He's a potentate in a pamper, He's deity in a diaper. So who is He? What is His mama's side and His daddy's side? His humanity and His deity. See, on His mama's side, He was born in time. 
But on his daddy's side, he's the ancient of days, the eternal one, no beginning, no end. On his mama's side, he was from Nazareth. But on his daddy's side, he was from everlasting to everlasting. On his mama's side, he grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. But on his daddy's side, he's the omniscient one, the one who never matriculated, the one who never learned anything because he knows everything. On his mama's side, he got hungry and sent his disciples away to get him a Big Mac number one supersize while he sat at a well. But on his daddy's side, he said, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. You eat of this bread, you have eternal life. On his mama's side, he got thirsty, sat down by a well, and let a hoochie give him some water. But on his daddy's side, he said, I am the living water. If you drink of me, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. On his Mama's side, he was sleeping a boat because he was tired. But on his daddy's side, he got up and said, peace, be still, and calm the waters. On his mama's side, he was tired. And he said, I got to come apart before I come apart. But on his daddy's side, he said, come unto me, all ye that are laboring heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly of heart. You shall find rest unto your soul. On his mama's side, he died on one Friday and was buried in a borrowed tomb, but on his daddy's side, early, 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 Sunday morning, he got up. See, what is it? You need to know this. What's the writer want us to know? What, what, what duology can we get out of this theology? He knows what he's doing. He don't need your advice. Listen, when you go through what you're going through, you may be wringing your hand, but God knows they have to talk about, oh, I don't know. They furnace broke down. They water stopped. I don't know the house info. I don't know what I'm going to do. Gabriel, Michael, quick. Somebody give me a Prozac. Help me out here, please. Here's what I like. There's turmoil in our community. There's rape and robbery and murder, but guess what? He's still sitting. There's a hurricane and earthquake, uh, but he's still sitting. Uh, there's an earthquake in Haiti, but he's still, nothing takes him by surprise and nothing causes him to get upset. I'm telling you this year, don't be staying up all night. Why would you do that? God never sleeps. He's going to be up. You might as well go to sleep. Now look, let me give you these. Notice, then we confidently cling to Christ. Why? Because he's a personal great high priest. He's a present great high priest. He's a perfect great high priest. But then notice verse 15, he's a passionate great high priest. He's a passionate great high priest. It says in verse 15, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Here's, here's what it means. It mean, you know, sometimes we want to throw a pity party. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. And, and Jesus is able to sympathize. Why? Why did he become a man? Because God does not know what it means to feel pain. 
And God does not know what it means to be homeless, to be helpless. God does not know. He, he is spirit. So he can't experience those things. So he put on the uniform of humanity and came in the person of his son, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and said, I want you to be able to know what. So at the right hand of the Father, when I say, God, I'm hurting. Jesus says, let me tell you what that means. See, you never have a time when you can tell Jesus something happened to you and it didn't happen to him. So you say, I'm homeless. I don't have a place to stay. And Jesus says, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath nowhere to lay his head. You say, but I had a best friend. We were close. She stabbed me in the back. He stabbed me in the back. No, 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 no. Jesus said, yeah, I had one disciple who sold me for 30 pieces of silver. The closest one, the one I gave the keys to the kingdom to, he denied me and even cussed about it. Oh, Jesus, well, you don't know what it means to be hungry. You don't know what it means to be tested. You don't know what it means to... He knows. He knows. The old songwriter said it right. Jesus knows all about my struggles. He will guide. Till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. I wish I could give you all the material that I had to give you. I was going to tell you uh, some things about the current situation there, but that's all right. That's all right. You don't need to know what the Jews thought and the Greeks thought and the Epicureans thought. But they all thought this, that God was unapproachable. That God didn't care about his creation. Balderdash, poppycock. He cares. Remember the disciples on the boat? And the boat's doing a Harlem shake. Boom, 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 boom. Jesus is sleeping in the boat. And that's Mark 4, by the way, 35 through 44, somewhere around there, 40s. And uh, Jesus sleep, and the sea is just churning. And uh, Peter hollers out, See, the reason he thought Jesus didn't care is because he wasn't active in their behalf. When he's silent, it's evidence that he's working. And then he woke up. Now, remember where he was. The King James says, hinder part. Guess what's there? The rudder that controls the direction. It says he was on a pillow. Look it up in the Greek. It's the captain's pillow. See what he's saying? I'm still in charge. Even though I may not be working. Remember John the Baptist? We just talked about it yesterday. John the Baptist was in jail. Sent somebody to ask Jesus, are, are you the Messiah? Or do we look for somebody else? Now, why? Why would the man who in John 1 said, behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world? It's emphatic. That means he's saying, I know this is him. Why now are you questioning? I'll tell you why. Because when you said, behold the Lamb of God, you were at the top of your game. Yeah, you was mega churching. Yeah, you had a private jet. Yeah, you had armor bearers. Yeah. You're listening to a message called Who Do You Serve here on Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, and we'll get back to this look at Hebrews 4 in just one moment. 
want to let you know that uh, we have a podcast set up, and you can always subscribe to the podcast when you come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. It's a great way to listen on the go whenever it fits your schedule. Another way to do that, have the Moody Radio app. Not only can you listen to Treasure Truth on Demand, but other Moody Radio programs and internet music radio stations. You'll find links to the podcast and the app when you come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Let's wrap up our message, Who Do You Serve? Once again, here is Pastor Ford. I'm saying, what I look like, ask somebody to be my armor bearer, my bodyguard. I, I got to tell you all this. Please give me a little bit. I, I went to a church, and I ain't going to call it because it's in this city. And this woman, about 120 pounds, come up to me and said, I'm your armor bearer. I said, <laughs> I said, I don't mean no harm, but, uh, you know, I, I don't need an armor bearer. You know, I, this almost 300 pounds can take care of itself. And what I can't take care of, the Lord got me. She said, no, give me that Bible. I said, excuse me, I have to carry your Bible. I said, lady, do I look like I need help carrying my Bible? And I started making, you know, I like to play and joke around a lot, you know. I, my wife said I joke too much sometimes, you know, but, but you don't believe that. Do you? Don't believe no. And so I'm joking with her. She got serious. She said, armor bearer for the guest pastor is my ministry. Please don't rob me of my blessing. I said, all right, here, take it. <laughs> then I took my shoe. I said, here, take this too, girl. Take, wait a minute, wait a minute. what these pastors teaching around here but anyway let me just go on front street by saying I can carry my own Bible and if I need protection I know how to go get me a gun <laughs> oh y'all crazy so what did Jesus do Jesus Jesus woke up and showed them because he said John Baptist said is he another one and here's what Jesus said Jesus said, go tell John, the blind, yeah, again, the blind see, the lame walk. Here's what he's saying. Tell John, I may not be working for him, but I am working. And as long as I'm working, he ought to know that I don't have to be working for you to be working on you. And God works on us so he can work through us. Let me, if you're taking notes, just take these down. He's a passionate priest for two reasons the text tells us. He can be touched and he can be tempted. Then these are the last two. Notice it says he's a pure priest, number five, yet without sin. This is all I want to say about that. The bottom line is this. They asked a little girl uh, in Sunday school, uh, they had taught holiness. And they said, what does the holiness of God mean? And uh, she said, God is holy. It means God never says, oops. Isn't that profound? Yeah, he says he's yet without sin. He's a pure priest. Now, here it is. Since he is without sin, he can pay for ours. We are not saved by the plan of salvation. We're saved by the man of salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ. It means this. Here's all it means. Jesus is our savior, not our probation officer. Grace has freed us, not put us on probation. Say, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that, that because he's pure, it doesn't give us a license to sin, but we realize we have a degree of freedom 
So then what do we need to do? I said it earlier, need to unfriend some folk, but you need to let go of all the grudges and all the things that, that were in the past. Like, like Paul said this way, this one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind, I press toward the mark of the upward call of Christ. Wait a minute, you said one thing, you told us two. Yes, I did, but it's one thing ahead in the tail. It's not two things, it's one thing, forgetting and then pressing. You can't press until you forget. And if you don't forget, you can't press. And how do we know it? Because in the Greek, there is no connector, no preposition connector, no and. So in other words, when, whenever there's a lack of a preposition to bring them together, or conjunction to bring them together, it literally means they're linked together and you can't have one without the other. Then he says, verse 16, I'll come back later on in the year and uh, preach that because I'm not going to be able to, to do that in, 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 in the time that I have left. But listen, here's what he says. He is a providing priest. Verse 16. Now this is a profound passage. And I just, you know, it, it's amazing. But here it is in a nutshell. Here's the picture he gives. The old high priest when he would go in, Josephus says he had a rope around his waist and a bell on the tassels of his garment. Why? Because if he went in the Holy of Holies and his life wasn't right, whoop, upside his head, God would strike him down dead. All my preachers, aren't you glad that God doesn't strike preachers down dead who get up in the pulpit and ain't all the way right? And while y'all hating on us, aren't you glad that God doesn't open up the ground and swallow up rebellious congregation members anymore? And so they, they say, you hear the bells? I don't hear the bells. I don't hear the bells. Pull him out of there. But it says that Jesus, now let us come boldly. We, every believer is a priest. Every believer can bust through the first court, the second court, and walk up to the Holy of Holies, the throne of grace, come boldly. You know what that means? Anytime, now the first grace is justification, second grace is sanctification. What he's saying is anytime. So here it is, come confidently, come continually, come consistently, and come now. I got to close. Well, let me give you some things to do. Here, here's your practical application. Here they are, all T's. Number one, trust Jesus. Him and him alone. Trust him. What does that mean? First Peter, cast all your cares upon him. Problem is, we take our problems to the cross, then pick them back up and walk away. Leave them there. Trust him. Trust him when you can't trace him. So, so I like this phrase. Trust his heart when you can't trace his hand. Trust him. Second T, talk to him. I sure hope you have a time where you are going to prayer every day. Every day. Talk to him. Third T, time in the word. Get off of Facebook some and get in his book some. Fourth T, tell. Tell somebody else about him. Fifth T, it should be give, but since it starts with T, tithe. I'm done. What's he saying? Can I bottom line it? Y'all don't act like y'all ready to go. Maybe I go back to verse 16. Can I bottom line it? All right, all right, here it is. See, ESPN Classics. I'm sitting there watching it, General, and guess what comes on? Magic Johnson 
Kareem Abdul, and Jamal Wilkes. The Philadelphia 76ers had come to town to play the Lakers. Julius Irvin, Dr. J, number five on the all-time NBA point list. The one who changed basketball forever with the slam dunk. They, they were coming down and the Lakers were winning, but Dr. J got a last fourth quarter spurt and he's wearing them out by himself. He's coming down the court and uh, he, he, he has magic, uh, Kareem and Jamal, and they got their hands up in the air, forming a wall. Dr. J leaps from the free throw line with the ball cupped under, you remember I used to carry the ball, cupped under, he went up under the wall, up under the basket, up to the other side, wham! Pat Riley's on the sideline going, time out, time out. And Magic said, can he do it again? That's what this passage is all about. Jesus Christ came to earth. And he didn't have home court advantage. No, 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 no. He didn't have home court advantage. But what he did was uh, he came down to the free throw line of history with the ball of salvation. Uh, but the demons and death, hell, and the grave put up a wall. And so Jesus cut the ball of salvation, leaped from the free throw line of history, went up under the backboard of death, took the ball of, slam, uh, of, of salvation, and slammed it on the demons, death, hell, and the grave. And the devil's on the sideline trying to call a timeout. And I'm like magic, only I'm saying, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. In my life, slam dunk. Do it again. With my sickness, slam dunk. Do it again. With my sorrow, with my, with my supplies, everything I need, you are. So do it again. Do it again. Do it again. So that I confidently cling to Christ. What a way to wrap up this message from Hebrews chapter 4. Who do you serve? And if you've missed any part of today's program or any of the previous broadcasts in the series from Hebrews 4, I do hope you'll come to our website. You can always listen online. Come to treasuretruthradio.org. You can download an MP3 for free or simply stream the program through your computer or mobile device. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. Other ways that you could listen include the Moody Radio app or by podcasting the program. And they're both free. You can get started either way by coming to the website. And if you happen to use iTunes for podcasting the program, would you go ahead and rate the podcast? That helps us be found by more people, really is a help to the ministry. You can also get the Moody Radio app, which is free and works with your iPhone, iPad, or your Android phone or tablet. And not only can you listen to Treasure Truth, but other programs produced by Moody Radio and streaming music stations. You can find the app by going to your favorite app store, like the iOS app store or Google Play, or we'll link you to it when you go to treasuretruthradio.org. You'll find the links right there. And whether you listen to the program by podcasting the program through the app, on the radio, or through your computer or mobile device, it's made possible because of your generosity. So to those of you who are supporting the ministry financially, thank you for doing that. If you've never given a gift to the ministry before, would today be your first? Come to the website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the link that says Make a Donation. And there you can give a one-time gift, or you can even give an ongoing monthly gift. 
Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org and click on Make a Donation. Thanks for doing that and for praying for us. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Thank you.